All right, we are digging deep today. We've got a new report out from Newsbusters. The TV networks, the legacy news networks, are not covering the Jane's Revenge abortion militant attacks across the country as yet another pregnancy center goes up in flames. Also, we're going to take a look at the Ethan Liming murder. The suspects are claiming self-defense. What's up with that? We'll break it down. But first, I got to tell you guys, Turning Point SAS, Student Action Summit, it is coming up so fast. June is almost done. And what comes after June? The 4th of July, obviously. But after that comes the Student Action Summit. You need to be there. Why? Because I'm going to be there. Charlie's going to be there. Who else is going to be there? A little guy by the name of President Donald John Trump. Another guy by the name of Governor Ron DeSantis. Tampa, Florida. Make sure you're there July 22nd to 24th. You use promo code POSO. You get 25% off. The link is in the description. And then while you're there, go and get a copy of Charlie's new book, The Conservative Response to the Great Reset. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is June 15th, 2022, Anno Domine. Today's headlines, the suspects in the Ethan Liming murder, remember this is the murder that took place at LeBron James School in Akron, Ohio, are claiming self-defense. We're going to walk through this next. Legacy media quiet as pro-abortion militants tied to this Jane's Revenge group are striking U.S. pregnancy centers across the country. Third, internal messages show Twitter employees targeting libs of TikTok. And finally, West Virginia is threatening to bar Wall Street firms who are boycotting fossil fuels. All this and more head, Human Events Daily. tell you this, that Ethan Liming did not deserve to die um, that night in that parking lot at that hour, based on what we know. Ethan's loss is a loss not only for his family, as the mayor said, for everybody that he impacted, but another loss for our community. All of us. All of us. Every time we lose a member of our city, it's a loss for this community. Um, And, you know, I know that we are collectively as a community working towards trying to identify a solution to this. So we've been covering the horrific murder of 17-year-old Ethan Liming, which took place at LeBron James's school in Akron, Ohio. This case has not really received a lot of national attention, but it's completely insane, obviously deals with a super high A-list uh, celebrity here in the United States, NBA uh, basketball player. But what's interesting is that now the suspects in the case, they've been charged with murder. $1 million bond. I don't know why they've been given bond, or there should be no bail, obviously. But they are claiming self-defense through their lawyer. So we're looking at this. The police have come out. Lieutenant Michael Miller said detectives investigating the homicide. This is according to uh, local news, News 5 Cleveland. Investigating the homicide feel nothing justifies what happened to Ethan. We don't believe that the initial actions of horseplay rise to that level or justify the level of that outcome. And you've seen other people online, activists, Black Lives Matter activists, also claim that it was self-defense. So let's walk through the details as we know it. First, it seems as though these guys, they're adults, by the way. They're not students at the school, right? These are adults, 19, 20, 21-year-old. It's after 10 p.m. at night. Ethan and his friends show up at the basketball court. These guys are already playing basketball. We also know now that there was a splatterball gel gun involved, that Ethan and his friends had these splatterball guns or had one of them. They were shooting at each other. And at one point, it seems as though they may have shot at 
the basketball players with this gun. Now, these are gel capsules that pop out. These are not paintballs. It's not a real gun, anything like that. So in response, the basketball players get very upset. They run over to where Ethan and his friends are. Now, again, we don't have all the details yet. So we're really just basing this off of what we know that's come out in the police affidavits, as well as the charging documents and a few of these statements to media. At that point, Ethan gets out of the car where he's in with his friends and goes to try to reason with the basketball players and essentially apologize for what he's done. He said, look, I'm sorry. Um, it was a joke. We didn't mean for it to be taken this way. They start attacking him. They start pounding him. They throw him on the ground. They start kicking him and stomping him. This is where the defenders of these actions and the lawyer are claiming self-defense. They say, well, they thought it could have been a real gun. Okay. But at the point that you realize that it's not a real gun, your self-defense claim goes away, right? Self-defense only works if you, if a reasonable person believes there is an imminent threat. Remember, this came up constantly in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And Andrew Branca, go read Law of Self-Defense blog, go read his book, he walks you through this, right? If a reasonable person can look at that and say self-defense, right? Okay, maybe they thought it was a real gun at first. Maybe they did. They heard the sound. They weren't sure what was going on. Sure, that's reasonable. But the minute you realize it's not a real gun, that takes away the claim of self-defense. That's number one. Number two, he went down on the ground. What we now know from the police charging documents is that Ethan's friends were trying to pick up his body, pick him up, still breathing, get him into his car, and get him to the hospital as soon as possible. What did these guys do? According to the charging documents, they stole the car and drove it away so that they couldn't get their friend into the car and get him into the hospital while he was still breathing. Guess what? That's murder. That's absolutely murder, and there's no way around this. So I understand, right? The lawyer here is trying to make this claim of self-defense, saying, well, they weren't sure, and maybe it was the, the concrete that caused the fall. Look, if you punched him, and if you were stomping on him, and you were kicking on him, right, everything past that initial contact, once you've escalated this into a group beating, a ground and pound, that's way beyond self-defense. You've now escalated this to fatal force. And that's not authorized anywhere because, again, the imminent threat of violence has been taken away. Once the imminence is lost, there is no self-defense claim, right? So go check out Andrew Branca. He'll give you more on this. But I'm just looking at the basic facts of this case as we hear them now. As we hear them now, this could change. This looks like murder. I want to take a minute to talk about the fragile state of the U.S. dollar and what it means for you. I think we're in for a tough year and Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and the market. Now, us real patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic and it's about to get worse. That's why I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver. Now, the only company that I personally recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver and have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and they want to build a long-term relationship. Look at the stock market this week. Look at crypto. You understand. 
Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies. Five stars with TrustLink. They are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them I sent you. So don't wait. Call or click today. 844-790-9191. That's 844-790-9191. Or go to allegiancegold.com slash poso. The link is in the description. We can't control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. 844-790-9191. That's 844-790-9191. Allegiancegold.com slash poso in the description. Over the weekend, a crisis pregnancy center in Oregon was firebombed. That's mm-hmm. the fourth one so far. And then last weekend, um, of course, a would-be assassin was arrested outside the home of Justice uh, Kavanaugh. Is there anything that the president is doing to cool passions before the Dobbs decision drops? So we have taken this very seriously. Like you said, we have com- condemned, it, condemned it. The president has, and we will continue to do so. Any- Intimidation or threats uh, against uh, against judges uh, is is uh, something that we take very seriously. We are in the midst of a nationwide spree of attacks, firebombings, intimidations of pro-life pregnancy centers around the country. And yet the network news apparently doesn't have any time for this. New report out of Newsbusters.org networks quiet as new wave of pro-abortion terror strikes the U.S., A lot of this is tied back to the group Jane's Revenge. Remember that name, Jane's Revenge. Human events and post-millennial, we are some of the only places that have actually been covering this group, calling them out for who they are. They've got a new communique that's going to be dropping later today. The story is coming out on postmillennial.com. You can't miss it. But let's go back to this Newswesters report, because what does it say? The morning and evening newscasts on ABC, CBS, and NBC are suppressing the New York and Oregon attacks, just as they ignored potential threats to churches, they ignored pro-life clergy attacks, minimized the plot against Kavanaugh. Shockingly, CNN actually did cover the case, and we'll give CNN credit where credit is due because they did cover it. However, ABC, CBS, and NBC, morning and evening coverage, zero seconds. Zero. Now, keep in mind, these are the same news networks that what are they doing this week? They're playing the January 6th riot coverage again and again, these hearings that are going on. What are those hearings? Those hearings are a show trial in abstention of President Trump and the MAGA movement. They're trying to do everything they can to annihilate this movement from politics in the United States today. And the networks, for some reason, are paying attention to this, this show trial, which, by the way, has no new evidence whatsoever. It's smears, it's innuendo, right? There's nothing new. We're not learning anything from this whatsoever. But if you go and look at what's actually happening on the ground today in the United States, firebombings at churches, firebombings at pro-life centers, a group called Jane's Revenge, leaving anonymous communiques scattered throughout the internet on these anarchist websites. It's the same way that they refused to cover the riots during 2020. And then when it got to the point where the BLM Antifa riots got so bad, they finally started covering, they were forced to cover them. And they said, well, these are mostly peaceful. And they started playing these number games with you, like, like saying, oh, well, there were, there were 95 uh, protests and only 5% were violent or something like that, right? But then you look at the violence and it's, a, you know, they're counting the protest as being someone of like five people staying outside of the road counts as a protest versus in the inner cities, they're on fire every night. The same way, by the way, that on May 29th, 
right here in Washington, D.C., where I sit, there were attacks on the White House itself. The White House compound was on fire, an out guardhouse. St. John's Church was set on fire. And yet we don't talk about it. For some reason, the president of the United States, Donald Trump at the time, was whisked away to an underground bunker because they weren't sure what would happen from that crowd because the level of violence was so severe. And the left laughed about it. And the media, they don't even talk about this. They don't even talk about the fact that it happened. And why is that? Why is it that they will focus so much attention to one riot that took place on January 6th, but won't cover any of the other riots or even any of the firebombing and the attacks that are going on right now. It's quite simple, right? You have to understand what point in the movie we're in. This is an agenda. These people don't just have a bias. They have a plan. They are working forward towards accomplishing their agenda. They're on the side. Remember, remember all those images of the FBI and the CIA and all the other national security agencies taking a knee. They took a knee during these riots. They said, we support you, the sports teams, the NFL. Pretty much every three-letter agency, not just the security agencies, but anything with three letters in the United States, was taking a knee for BLM. And why was this? They were saying, we support you. We're with you. You go and do something, we'll downplay it. That's why we refer to the situation that we're in as regime politics, because we are living under a regime. Well, if big tech and big media and big corporations can team up to cancel the president of the United States as they did in the final weeks of Donald Trump's presidency, then they can do it to any of us. And my concern, Rob, is that while we're able to joke about the absurdity of these things tonight, each and every day, Americans have to decide whether or not to self-censor, to self-cancel, to maybe not fly their America first flag at full but rather half-mast. And I think that that's really the goal of the left, to cause us to be less expressive about our love for our country and our values. So Libs of TikTok, this incredible account, this incredible person, incredible individual, has not only performed a daily service to the United States, but is actually performing a service to the world and a service, by the way, in a fiduciary sense. What am I talking about? She has just leaked, and I believe, as far as I can tell, and I've talked to the staff here at Human Events, we're looking at it, I've talked to some of the other of my colleagues at Turning Point, I don't think anyone has ever actually leaked internal messages from Twitter before. I think this may be the first time. Because we said, well, what about Project Veritas, right? Hey, but Project Veritas, what they do, it's usually that, that sting video, right? They have an informant, you know, someone's there on camera, and they're talking, so you get the employee But this may be the very first time that we've ever seen specific messages from an internal Slack communications channel at Twitter. What are they saying? Well, they're talking about deplatforming accounts. And specifically, they talk about President Trump and they talk about potentially deplatforming libs of TikTok. So listen to this. This is internal chat messages from the Slack. That's sort of like an internal chat room at Twitter. So these are Twitter employees talking. If we deplatform this account, we might erode trust in our platform from users who already think we're irredeemably biased against conservatives. And they do like the shocked face. So they're obviously being sarcastic, indicating sarcasm. Then here's the next one. This is the money quote. I mean, 
we successfully deplatformed Trump, I don't think deplatforming libs of TikTok is going to cause a mass exodus. But I guess it may not be in our, quote, fiduciary interest to enact a ban on a high profile account right now. So that right there shows you how it goes, how it works. You are watching in real time the sausage being made. They don't talk about whether or not someone has the right to free speech. They don't talk about, did this person actually break any rules or regulations? No, they're saying, we want to get rid of people we disagree with. We want to shut down speech that we think is the wrong opinion, right? They decide. And what's interesting is that there isn't even, there isn't even a discussion internally as to whether or not a person should or should be uh, deplatformed on the merits. There's only a question of what will the response be? What will the consequences be? So they're already looking at it from the perspective of, okay, will there be a mass exodus to Twitter users? Yeah, probably not. Are, is there going to be a fiduciary interest? So what are they talking about there? I think it's pretty obvious. What they're talking about there is their deal, their pending deal with Elon Musk. And remember, Elon Musk has already threatened to countersue Twitter over these situations where they were lying about their numbers, about essentially uh, ballooning up and padding their numbers, saying they've got all these fake accounts, all this bot traffic that they were saying is real. Well, Elon Musk is saying, you lied about your numbers. I factored those false numbers into the valuation. Now I've got my head under the hood. Now I'm doing my due diligence. We're in the due diligence period. I don't think your numbers add up. Oh, you got a problem there. So if he pulls out of the deal, Twitter will countersue. You got a billion dollars on the line. That was the cincher in the contract. So now Elon Musk, this is amazing. This is amazing. He commented on libs of TikTok's tweet, tweeting about her own potential deplatforming. Here's where it gets interesting. Elon Musk is now in communication with libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok, we now know, right? We can infer. So we do around here. We do inferences. She has a source inside Twitter that leaked this stuff to her. That means there's now a direct pipeline from that source inside Twitter to libs of TikTok to Elon Musk. And by the way, I'm sure at this point that Elon Musk has plenty of sources inside Twitter, right? I mean, think about it, right? You know, you're getting a new boss. What's the first thing you want to do is you want to cozy up to the new boss, right? So there's going to be a few people in there saying, hey, here's what's really going on. This is the real deal. Don't expect for a second that he doesn't already have sources inside of Twitter. And now libs of TikTok and Elon Musk are teaming up not to attack Twitter, but to correct Twitter, to right the ship and liberate it. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. Our final story today comes to us out of Politico. Six of the nation's biggest financial firms have been told that they will be denied access to state contracts in West Virginia as Republican leaders there continue their pushback on what they see as bias against the fossil fuel industry. And I love this list of names. This is who we want to put on notice. BlackRock, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, UN Bancorp. You are put on notice. Letters have been delivered from the West Virginia Restricted Financial Institution list. 
you are now put on the list. You are due to be placed in 45 days, according to Treasurer Riley Miller of West Virginia. Politico has reviewed the letters and following a public records request. Placement on this list as a restricted financial institution would leave the firms ineligible to enter into or remain in banking contracts with the state. They have 30 days to respond with information showing that they're not boycotting the fossil fuel industry. So what does this all mean? What's going on here? Look, West Virginia is a fracking state. West Virginia is one of those states along the Marcellus Shale, right? They've got the anthracite. They've got the liquid natural gas that comes out of this shale. That's what the fracking is all about. But remember, what's the new thing on Wall Street? The new big thing, the way that they've been handling all the money printing, it goes to BlackRock, it goes to their buddies, these money managers from the Fed, which does the printing. And then they get rated based on their ESG scores. They're rated based on their ESG scores. So what does this mean? That means that their rating system, their rating, their corporate social credit score, right, just like the CCP has, would go down if they were investing in fossil fuels. So does this then amount to a boycott of something which is obviously a strategic industry for the state of West Virginia? Yes, yes, it does. Because their rating system, they haven't even considered the implications of their actions because they're not thinking about their fiduciary responsibility. The same way in the last story we were talking about, Twitter wasn't thinking about their fiduciary responsibility. They're going along with all this woke crap And instead of actually doing what's right for the people of their company, for their dollars that they're managing, or for the citizens of this country, when you want to talk about actually not just going, by the way, energy independent, because under President Trump, we weren't just energy independent, we were energy dominant. That's where we were on the world stage. You had United States energy, liquid natural gas, oil spreading throughout the world on the world market. That's what was hurting Putin. That's what Putin wasn't wasn't upset about or was upset about. That's why he wasn't going into Ukraine back then. That probably also thought that Red Square was going to get nuked, right? Because Trump said it to him. What happened here? You've got a state that's standing up for its rights. This is the same way that you see Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, standing up for the rights of Florida. It's very simple. It's very simple. But this is emblematic. This is emblematic of the new right switch between the old right. The old right, the old conservative movement, as uh, Alex Clark puts it, is dead. Because those guys would say, oh, let business do whatever they want. Let Wall Street do whatever they want. They know what's best. We're going to be laissez-faire. You become conservatarians. No more conservatarians. This is an industry that that state needs. West Virginia needs that. State of Pennsylvania needs that. Ohio needs that. City of New York needs that as well. But let's, you know, let's see if Kathy Hochul, the woman who was installed as governor of New York, will never let it happen. This is the way forward. Use your state power. Regain your sovereignty. Do not do whatever corporations want. And that's it. That's all the time we have here. Human Events Daily. Remember, I promise our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Our homework to you, though. Share this out with one. I know. Come on. Just one one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your politics. What do we talk about today? Suspects in the Ethan Liming murder at LeBron James School are claiming self-defense. Next, legacy media quiet, network silent, as pro-abortion militants, James Revenge, strike U.S. pregnancy centers across the country. Third, internal messages show 
Twitter employees targeting libs of TikTok bragging about deplatforming. And finally, West Virginia threatening to bar Wall Street firms, BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, over boycotting fossil fuels. That's absolutely the way forward. Now, earlier today, when we were putting the show together, I went to producer Mike, I went to producer Shah, and I said, guys, are we going to get this decision today on the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, Second Amendment, the Dobbs case, the Bruin case, is it going to come down? It didn't come down today. So we are on Supreme Court watch. We're keeping an eye. Remember, we're only two blocks away, literally, from the Supreme Court. We can tell how many police are outside on our street. So we kind of get a sense of whether or not something's going to happen. But we will be there when that happens. And it is going to happen this month. We will be there to cover it in full. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Now, even though we didn't get the Roe decision today, uh, this day in history, all the way back in 1983, the Supreme Court then struck down state and local restrictions on abortion. That's actually something that was overturned. Why? Because at that point, and currently even today, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. This is why it matters who your judges are. You cannot just make up rights, make up constitutional rights, things like abortion, that do not exist in the Constitution and then pretend that they're there and then decide that that's what's going to be law. That's not the system. We have amendments. We have a Bill of Rights. That's what they're there for. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.